Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. With me today is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Heather. I am excited today. Okay. Do you know why? Because it's almost the weekend. And not only is it almost the weekend, it is almost Memorial Day weekend. And you know what that means. Summer. Summer. It's officially the start of summer. We made it for a while there back in February when it was snowing like every single day. Yeah. I was afraid it was never going to stop. And (laughs) it was just like we were going to be buried and we would never be able to dig out. Okay. We've lived here our whole lives, Bethany. I know. And every year the snow goes away at some point. I know, but we got so much. (laughs) Yeah, we did get a lot of snow. And it's hard to think of doing any kind of exercise outside when it's like that. Mm -hmm. But now we are heading into the time of year with beautiful weather. Most of the time. Well, yeah, most of the time. Not today. Because it is summer in Wisconsin. (laughs) But we're also coming into longer days and lots of reasons to get out and enjoy it. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about why getting out and enjoying it by being active is so good for you, good for your heart, good for a lot of different things. In our podcast this month, we've gone over mental health, we've discussed high blood pressure, and we've also talked about stroke. Mm-hmm. And because apparently all of the health and wellness days and everything are in the month of May, right? it's also <laughs> National Physical Fitness and Sports Month. So we want to chat about how exercise can help combat everything we've talked about this month and also how it helps your heart. Yes, and we're also going to tell you about an exciting exercise challenge that we have coming up in a few weeks that you can join, that anyone can join. Yes. And win some fabulous prizes, too. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than winning prizes. Right? right? Who doesn't love prizes? (laughs) So let's jump right in so we can get to the good stuff. All right. We started May by talking talking about mental health because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And we discussed building your mental health toolbox. And one of the best tools you can have for keeping yourself mentally healthy is physical activity. Speaking from personal experience, it can be difficult to motivate yourself to exercise when you aren't feeling mentally well. Yeah. So that's why starting it when you're healthy and making it a habit works in your favor. But that also doesn't mean that you can't start it if you're feeling unwell. You know, there are, you can always start, right? That's right. It's almost always a good time to exercise. Mm -hmm. The exception being if you're injured or physically sick and your doctor tells you to wait. Right. But as long as your doctor tells you you're in good shape to move, you can do just that. And for your mental health, there are some big benefits, Mm -hmm. starting with easing depression and anxiety. Physical activity kicks your endorphin levels up a notch. Endorphins are your feel-good hormone and help you feel happier, even euphoric. (laughs) Even moderate exercise does this. 
Have you found that your mood improves when you're exercising, Bethany? <laughs> the way you sold it, I feel like I'm supposed <laughs> to say, yes, I get euphoric every time I exercise. Um, I can say that I've never gone from depressed to euphoric. Well, yeah, I'd, and then, I'd be kind of worried about you right? if your might, mood can like swing like that. I would think I might need to go to the emergency <laughs> room afterward. Um, but for me, you know, it, it does help my mood. Overall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like I said before, it's always been the issue of getting up and doing the exercise in the first place when yeah. I'm depressed. But I have a dog who I've mentioned once or twice on this podcast, and mm-hmm. he helps me out a lot with that because yeah. if you know, if you have a dog, you know they need to be walked, and it forces me to move even if I don't want to because if I don't, there will be consequences. Oh yes, that mean I have to clean unpleasantness. Anyone who owns a dog understands that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So usually I feel my mood, you know, level out a little bit after I take him even for a quick walk. So Mm -hmm. it does help. Yes. I I will let you know if I ever become euphoric because of it. But <laughs> How about uh, just happier then? Okay, I will I I think I become happier. <laughs> I don't know. But along those same lines, exercise also helps to lower your stress. Mm-hmm. So some really cool things happen in your brain when you exercise. You're going to like this. Yes. Cuz you like the cool brain stuff. I do. For example, increasing your heart rate stimulates the production of the neurohormone norepinephrine, which can improve your mood and it helps you think more clearly when you're under stress. Mm. And exercise also forces your body's central and sympathetic nervous systems to communicate with each other, and that improves your body's overall stress response. Oh, that is really cool. Mm -hmm. Told you. Better communication as always. I don't know. Just better. Right. More communication, I should say. More communication is always better. I know that when I'm stressed, even just dancing around the living room, and yes, I do that, actually. I would hope you do. It embarrasses my children to no end, but whatever. Isn't that what I'm here for? Yeah. But even dancing around in the living room for 15 minutes helps improve my mood, and now I understand why that is. Right? And if I really want to sweat it out, I find that I sleep better if I do. Okay. It turns out that exercise helps regulate our circadian rhythm that we talked about in our sleep podcast a couple months ago. That's the rhythm that creates our sleep-wake cycle. Mm -hmm. And exercise also causes our body temperature to go up and then slowly cool down, which can have a calming effect on the mind. Right. This is the reason why baths are also recommended before bedtime. And another thing I've talked about a lot on this podcast is I love a good bath. Oh, yeah. So I should love a little bit of exercise before, you know, one would hope. I can switch (laughs) one for the other. We should mention, though, just don't exercise really close to your bedtime because that can actually have the opposite effect and perk you up. Yeah. Which means then you might not be able to sleep, which isn't good. Right. So the next area we covered this month was hypertension or high blood pressure. And Mm -hmm. naturally, exercise can help your blood pressure as well. Now, for this, if you've already been diagnosed with high blood pressure, and especially if you haven't been active for a while, you should check with your doctor or other health professional to make sure that it's safe for you to start an exercise program. Yes. And remember, you know, it's not like you have to start by running a marathon, training for a marathon, doing something super intense. Starting slow is always a good way to go. 
a good rule of thumb. And I love how that rhymed, Bethany. It's all those poetry classes mm. I had in college. Starting slow is always a good way to go. <laughs> or starting slow is a good way to go. See, it's easy to remember. It's even kind of sing-songy. Right. When we talk about the benefits of exercise for blood pressure... The main thing to remember is that regular activity makes your heart stronger, and a stronger heart means that it's pumping blood more efficiently Mm -hmm. and with less effort. This reduces the force of the blood being pushed through your arteries, hence lower blood pressure. Nice little word there, hence. Mm. Engaging in exercise also can keep your weight in check, Mm -hmm. and that's also an important part of keeping blood pressure down, correct? Oh, yes, you are correct. Blood pressure increases as body weight rises. But if you start an exercise program, and by program, I really just mean regularly moving your body. Right, not like a strict (laughs) regimen. Right, right. Even losing as little as 10 pounds can help lower your blood pressure. I've seen some statistics or studies that show, really it's like for every two pounds, your systolic blood pressure, that's the top number, Mm -hmm. goes down approximately one point. So if you lost 10 pounds, it could drop about five points. That can make a big difference. Every little bit helps. Yeah, that's so true. I think that's something important to remember with exercise because for a lot of people, shifting to a more active lifestyle can be a dramatic change. Yes. You know, like I think of this year where we've all been kind of sitting Mm -hmm. on our nuffs doing work. At home, it might be a little harder to get moving. Yeah. And when you need to make a big change like that, it's best to start small Mm -hmm. and build slowly and steadily because the likelihood of you sticking to this new habit is going to be greater than if you go crazy right from the jump. We talked about that way back in January because how many of us start the year by saying, I'm going to start exercising and get fit this year and that's what I'm going to do. And then we go to the gym, we buy all our workout clothes, we go to the gym and we start by doing a really intense workout because we want to see results fast (laughs) and then the next day we wake up and we can't get out of bed because we are so stiff and sore we can barely move and now we can say oh I'm just gonna take today off (laughs) and then I'll go back tomorrow and then like the next day oh I'm still a little sore and before you know it you're off the wagon before you were even on the wagon right right Slow and steady works best in this situation. It sure does. Last week, we talked to Susie Lesser about how strokes are increasing in young women. And again, moving your body can help lower the risk of stroke. Yes. This fits right in with high blood pressure because high blood pressure is the biggest contributor to stroke risk in both men and women. So by exercising to lower your blood pressure, you're also helping lower your risk of stroke. Right. This is also important because weight is a contributing factor to stroke risk as well. So if you are exercising and keeping your weight at a healthy level, that's also going to lower your risk of stroke. Right. And exercise also helps modify a few other risk factors factors for stroke. For example, it lowers your LDL cholesterol and increases your HDL cholesterol. So it's lowering that lousy Lousy. or bad Mm -hmm. cholesterol and increasing the good, healthy Healthy. cholesterol. And these are all things, you know, keeping your blood pressure in check, keeping cholesterol in check, keeping weight in check. Mm -hmm. They all help your heart as well. 
So naturally, we recommend having mm-hmm. exercise as part of a heart-healthy lifestyle. And the funny thing is that even though most of this information we just chatted about is not new, I mean, right. yeah. you've heard this before, mm-hmm. sometimes getting active can be a struggle for so many reasons. You know, I know it is for me. We've talked about it in past episodes, but I'm somebody who finds it really hard to get motivated to exercise. Like, really hard. There is nothing about it. Like, I know that (laughs) exercise is good for me. I work in a cardiac resource center, but just knowing all the benefits isn't enough to make me go, yep, I'm going to go and I'm going to work out today, (laughs) you know, when I really want to be doing other things. Right. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I sometimes have a hard time getting motivated, too. I mean, I work, I have kids. Mm -hmm. You're busy. I'm busy. I have things I have to get done around the house, Um, you know, and I don't love exercise. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm supposed to do it, and I always feel better when I do it, but let's be honest, I love sitting on the couch though and watching TV <laughs> so doesn't? yeah so that can sometimes be a tough thing for me so a couple things that help me to get motivated for me it's, it's kind of more of a stress reliever at this point okay, okay? I kind of feel like Sometimes when things are just getting to be so much, I need to release that, like, that kind of energy or something. And if I even go out for a walk, that really helps me and I feel much better afterwards. You know, in fact, my family will tell me that. Mom, you need to go for a walk. (laughs) Are you sure they're just trying to get you out of the house for a while? Well, that could be too, but... Yeah, and then the other thing that really helps is I try to focus on how I feel when I'm done rather than how I feel before I'm about to exercise. Because okay. let's be honest there too. If I ask myself, do I really want to exercise right <laughs> the now? The answer is going to be? No. I mean, the answer is going to be no. <laughs> I want to sit on the couch. I, I mean, want to watch my show. I just want to watch a show. Leave me alone. No, but if I, if I say to myself, you know what? I'm going to feel really good when I'm done. Mm-hmm. If I go for a walk or do something, then. And, you know, again, it gets me out there and gets me doing it. And I also tell myself, you know what? You only have to do five, ten minutes. That's what I'll say. And then I'm dressed and then I'm doing it. And it's like, well. As long as I'm here. As long as I'm here, I might as well keep going. So then I'll go longer. So those are the things that kind of help me. And then one last thing is, you know, I like to see progress too. So I like setting a goal and then watching myself get closer and closer to reaching that goal. Yeah, I like that too. And something else that motivates me is having options. Mm, You know? Yes. I prefer not to know that I'm working out when I'm working out. (laughs) So, you know, I'm having too much fun to notice that I'm actually getting a workout too. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why I was fit in my teens and my 20s, aside from the biological, you know, niceties that come with being young. Yeah. I was doing stuff that I love to do. I had the opportunity to be swimming a lot more and rollerblading and playing tennis and all this other stuff. And I wasn't really thinking about how much exercise I was getting. Now it's just something I have to do. Yeah. It's just another thing you have to do. So the more fun you're having, the more I'm going to be willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. I feel like... I don't know. When we were growing up, those things were just kind of naturally built into our lifestyle, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to walk to school and walk home. Like, right. I had no other option. Yeah. Like, I just, I had to move. Or if I wanted to rent a video from Blockbuster. Children out there, renting a video is what we had to do before streaming <laughs> services were a thing. And we could right? just pick whatever we 
you wanted just, at home. You couldn't just watch something at any time you wanted to. We <laughs> you actually had to go get it. We had to go to a store and pick <laughs> out a video, which was fun. But I had to walk a mile to get there and get a video and walk a mile home. I just I feel like those things were just built in a little bit more, and they're not quite as much anymore. At least yeah. where I live these days. Yeah. So this is where I have to find ways to bring that in and motivate myself to do it. Yeah, I yeah. agree there. So I think a lot of people feel that way, though. Mm-hmm. So I think now would be an excellent time mm-hmm. to tell people about the Karen Yan Center's upcoming summer Ooh. exercise challenge. <laughs> I think you're right. So this summer, everybody, we are embarking on our very first exercise challenge. This is a free challenge, and it's open to everyone, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. We're going to be using the app World Walking to take a virtual walk Mm -hmm. through the 48 contiguous states. Uh, Apologies to Alaska and Hawaii. They are not included on this walk this time. We could do another walk if this goes real well. We certainly can. I'd love to walk either of those states. Right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to see how far we can get between the first day of summer and the last, which is Labor Day. Mm -hmm. All you need is a smartphone or access to a computer so that you can create your profile, join our group, and log your miles, and away we go. Yeah, the Karen Yant Center Summer Escape Challenge is going to be so much fun. We want to encourage any and all exercise, so regardless of what you like to do or want to try this summer, whether it's running, biking, swimming, walking, rollerblading, or even gardening or horseback riding, it all counts in our challenge. When you sign up to be a part of our group, we will give you a conversion chart full of all sorts of activities that you can get credit for. All you need to do is do the activities. (laughs) That's an important part. Do the activities. (laughs) Then do the math, and it'll be simple math. Yes. And log your miles. It's that simple. And because we want people to join early and keep going all summer, we are also giving away prizes. Because what would a challenge be if there wasn't some kind of a reward, right? Yeah, right. So we have several opportunities for participants to win prizes. So the first is those who sign up by June 21st, which is the first day of the challenge, mm-hmm. and participate through the entire challenge will automatically win a fabulous prize. Woo-hoo. We're also going to be giving out a monthly prize for participants. We'll be giving out a final prize at the end of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to be doing some drawings and giveaways of prizes as well. Oh, it is going to be a fun summer, Bethany. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, this year we can be out and about and doing all sorts of fun things. We deserve it. Yeah, now that more and more is opening up. So let's challenge ourselves to get a little more fit. Yep. To learn all about our upcoming challenge, stop by the Karen Yan Center to get more info. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as we will be posting instructional videos for how to sign up and receive updates throughout the challenge. If you're loving our podcast, make sure you subscribe on whichever platform you use so you never miss an episode. And please tell a friend. Or 10. Or sure. 20. Yeah, as many as you want. Thanks for joining us today, everyone, on the Queen of Hearts podcast. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. 
Our podcast is recorded here at Nance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Louis Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.darrenyantcenter.org. Like us on Facebook at Center and follow us on if you like what you hear. So, and be sure to tell us. Until next time, be ruler of your own heart.